Tell you that's happy holiday. The CEO of African Tekel. He says, as a man looking at Women's Month activities and events from a distance, um, he understands what's going on and some of the things that he tends to understand what's going on. He gets bothered by the way things are going. And he wants this thing to change. A pleasure and a privilege to say, Aleph Mjellenbeck, good morning this morning and uh, welcome to SAFM. Good morning, Mandla. Nice to be on Isha. Um, and thank you for, for having me. Uh, how, how was your Women's Day yesterday, sir? That was really good, actually. Um, I got to spend it with uh, the two women in my life, and all well, the two main women in my life. You got two? My mom. You got yeah, two? Gee, bro, daughter, how do you get it right? Know, the second one is my daughter. I can't help, I can't help it. Um, I said <laughs> to um, spend it with my daughter and my wife, um, and... Um, Hopefully, my, my daughter is probably too young to understand what's going on, but hopefully my wife uh, did get a sense of that I do appreciate her. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what, that's what my room there was like yesterday. Uh, you, you wrote an opinion piece recently talking about uh, being bothered. What is bothering you, if I may ask? Um, I think that there's, there's been a growing sense um, and a growing awareness since I've had um, myself and my daughter is, is of color, so I have a college, college child. And, and thinking about the state of, of South Africa, and particularly women in South Africa, and, and I think it's still a worldwide phenomenon that women, in essence, have still have less equal access to opportunities uh, when it comes to education, when it comes to places in the world of work, when it comes to equal salaries and the like, and, and, and combine that with um, a growing awareness around gender-based violence. I thought that Women's Month is, Women's Day and Women's Month are fantastic because it creates awareness, but it should also be coupled with some action. And my the the piece I wrote about that was was particularly around that to say, okay, cool, we understand where we are as a nation, and when it comes to issues of of gender and when particularly comes to issues of, of women, um, but what are we going to do about it? And um, as someone who is Male and pale, um, and, and not even not even South African born. And I feel that we we can do more, and that's 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 kind of what what it um, what ignited the the opinion piece. And and yeah, that's that's where we are now. <laughs> Gee, uh, do you do you find that sometimes you you becoming a lone voice in a way? Um, I think less and less. Let to be honest with you, I think um, there's a growing awareness around this, which is great. Um, and and I think the, the not, not to say a lone voice, but where I think we, we're doing, we, we're starting to do a lot better is to, to have dialogues now and say, what are possible solutions to this? How can we provide more access to education for women? How can we increase um, um, access to healthcare around family planning and women's health and, 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 and the like in order to ensure that um, teenage um, women or girls can finish their high school education and can enter the matric- uh, tertiary, tertiary um, institutions. Um, and also, um, these are particularly conversations we have in our own um, organizations, just to say, how do we ensure that women um, have equal access to opportunities and have equal pay? And that's both for women of color and, and, and white women. 
So I think it, it's it's definitely, I don't feel isolated or alone voice in it, but I do think there's still a lot of work to be done. Wow, wow. Ta- talking about uh, what you do at uh, Africa Tikkun, I mean, you are pro-development, which is fantastic. And obviously, there's a lot of young women that come across. There's one 24-year-old that uh, you highlight. Please tell us the story. Mm. So her name is, um, is Josephine, and this is um, in, in a much earlier stage. It must have discussed it like about five, six years ago now. Um, so she did an IT course and applied for a job because we were looking for, for an office manager. Um, and the moment I interviewed her, um, I was like, this, this girl is not um, an employee. And I told her, I'm like, Josephine, you're not an employee, you're an entrepreneur. And you have the typical profile from a personality point of view to be an entrepreneur. Uh, she initially was like, I don't know, um, there's not a great um, image of entrepreneurs in, in, in the township versus Francis from Dipslet. Um, and I was like, look, there's an entrepreneurship course around me. Why don't you give it a try? So she started a entrepreneurship course and started her own business, um, which is a cleaning uh, recruitment um, service. So it's almost like a domestic recruitment service. And now she employs six times school, six full-time employees um, and kind of um, um, rose her own boat. And I think that's really inspiring because the odds were significantly against her, um, but she made a way in order to, to not only grow her own life, but, um, but give, give employment to people, and particularly women in her community. And what inspired me the most about her is at some point she got an enterprise development grant from the BE point of view. Um, and instead of um, saying, okay, cool, now I've worked hard for this, now I'm going to um, invest in myself and my business, she came to me and was like, ah, do you know other businesses that, um, that um, are either women, that, but particularly from townships, that can, that can use the leg up and can I fund them? And I, that, that for me is really inspiring. This is how you want women to be looked at, not to be looked mm-hmm. at as what they present, but to look more into what they potentially can do or give. Absolutely, Montclair, and I think she's a good example of that. And there are tons of examples that that, that we see in in our work uh, forces. And, and if I may labor on it a little bit, so like for me, if we work a lot with with preschools, um, which which are ninety nine percent, like one percent, hundred percent, but um, the odd chance that there is a guy running a preschool in the township out there, I don't want to, I don't want to take that risk. So ninety nine percent are run by by women, and particularly. And the Gogos of the community, and they really are the the backbone of the society of our society, I think. And raising kids um, and, and pro- providing basic education for them, um, and uh, but despite their own challenges, um, and and I find that um, that, that uh, needs to be recognized, and um, that that we um, should build on that uh, potential that is already existing in women, in order to ensure that. Um, yeah, that 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 we adequately equip them to to grow society even further. Seventeen minutes to five. As I have, I'm leading the conversation. The more you listen, the more you know. The more we hear you, the more we get to mm. know you better. We're talking to the CEO of uh, Africa Tikkun, where they develop people and give people chances only if people are willing to take them. Yeah, because uh, all of us want, and uh, if you want, Olaf and his team are there to help you. So we talk to him a lot more in a moment.
SAFM is turning 84 this year. Conversation 3 to 5 Sound Awake on SAFM 16 minutes for the hour Thank you for staying with us uh, Aleph is our guest on the line uh, He says there's a lot that needs to be done for women uh, They have to get as, uh, equal access uh, to men Equal access as men in fact And uh, on our Twitter page, on our Twitter poll At SFM Radio we're asking the question Do you think women have equal opportunities compared to men Or it's still work in progress Your thoughts on 41391 at a cost of 150 or tweet us at SFM Radio using the hashtag SFM Sunderwig. Obviously, uh, Aleph, you work with a lot of ladies um, as the CEO. Uh, how do they inspire you? Um, I think I think that this is particularly coming forth more and more um, during lockdown, um, as people, and it's particularly during during the uh, stage five, where we're only working from home and and just. Seeing how um, um, some of the, the the members of my team and, and um, have to juggle being a single mom and, and and at the same time still being highly productive from a work point of view, uh, I find that really inspiring. Um, and I need to give um, a, a another shout out because that's that's it's an, almost an irrespectful way of saying so. But there were two colleagues, particularly during this this last two months, who passed away. Two two female colleagues. Who, who, were, who were particularly inspiring. The one was a mom of four um, who raised four kids on her own and 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 and, and recent, as recent as last month passed away. But just just seeing how, how much she was willing to sacrifice for, for those kids was, was really, really um, an inspiration to me. And the second one um, um, was, was very analytical from a brain point of view. Um, I was able to pull, uh, pull off a food distribution and uh, she passed away two months ago, but she was able to pull off a food distribution uh, for um, the Solidarity Fund, where we distributed 23,000 food parcels to to the communities in, in, in who needed them the most at that time. So just just working with them and seeing how they juggle different responsibilities and at the same time still being extremely effective um, with, within the workspace, and I find that it's um, incredibly inspiring. How are the men doing in this space? What's your observation, Aleph? Because obviously, uh, women can't do it alone. They need help from their male counterparts. No, absolutely. I think um, we've initially made a mistake to to almost see it in isolation. And I think you're raising a very valid point, Montlain. And what what we're doing more and more um, is is recognizing that we need to speak to both, to both men and women, um, in order to to to, um, um, to to change the narrative, so to say, and also particularly around gender-based violence, but um, also from a, um, a leaders and business point of view, to say how do we um, approach this? What I do find really um, encouraging is that in a lot of the businesses we work with, um, there are more and more women who are leading those businesses. Well, one example is the JSC, who's one of our partners, and they they're predominantly women-led. Um, so it's it's not all bad, um, but there is there are still um, those examples where you say, "Cool, we can actually do more, and we can actually um, put put a higher emphasis on it." We do see that BEE has a positive has had a positive impact on this, um, where it obviously promotes 
uh, women and particularly women of color in, in, in more leadership positions and um, we, we are very happy about that and, and yeah so in, in general I'm, I'm, I'm not as skeptical about what men are doing but I do think that through conversations like what we're having today um, that hopefully that ignites um, action in order for us to do more. Yeah, when you look at the statistics about, you know, JSE companies and all of that, the numbers mm-hmm. are, are, are quite worrisome. And one wonders if, you know, these big companies are really doing the work, are really, set, you know, um, setting up the foundations, as it were, uh, to, to, to skew the, the, this curve. Mm. Not true. Um, and... and, and um at the same time what what we're focusing on one plan i think that that for me is is, is the, one of the key elements of this is to say um how can we make how can we change that in the future this is the status now but how what how what can we do in order to ensure that it starts with for me with education is the moment um we have we give women equal access to to tertiary um, institutions and after that to relevant places of work to start their careers the chances of um, this statistic being different in the next five to ten years is bigger than when we don't. So that's what we're focusing on now. So really taking a developmental approach and say, in that developmental approach, let's ensure that at least 60% of our beneficiaries that we target um, are indeed women. And that's that's what that uh, that's the um, how we're trying to move the needle to ensure that um, this statistic will change in future. Uh, on a scale one to ten, Aleph, how, how would you say we as boys are faring in this? Are, are we playing along? Are we reluctant? Do we have any worries? If any, are we addressing them accordingly for a better tomorrow for uh, women's futures? Because I mean, we know mm. that many households have got one parent, and it's always the mum. Mm, correct. So I think it's about six, um, and being slightly generous there. Um, so I think we're. We are, um, by the skin of our teeth, um, kind of making it, but at the same time, um, um, definitely not doing enough to, to, to get the uh, distinction, so to say. Um, if, if this, if you asked me this question uh, three, four years ago, it would, would have been lower. Um, and, and, and the only reason I'm saying so is because I do see, um, that there's some change in, in narrative around this and some, um, more positive sense is to say, okay, that, that men are saying, okay, how can we play a role in this? How can we make a difference in, in ensuring equal access um, to, for women to, um, to, to education, to job opportunities, to healthcare, um, and to equal pay? And I think that that, that is um, a conversation that's happening more and more, and that's why I would say, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm a normally I'm slightly an optimistic person, that's why I would say six. Are you happy with the young man? Because obviously, at this rate, we need to be focusing on the young man to get them right. Um, yes and no. Um, for me, the young men haven't uh, haven't had a, a real chance to prove themselves yet, in, in order to 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 receive a proper evaluation. But what one of the things I think is lacking, and where um, men in in general, like you and I, have to play a role in, is how do we provide proper role models? Um, for men in our communities? How do we mentor people? Um, and this is not, um, how do we enforce um, desired behavior and not only speak about behavior that's not desired? How do we um, teach a man to be a gentleman? Um, to um, on the, the, the entire narrative of 
walking um, um, a gogo down the road or a grandmother down the road. That, that those are values that I think um, would do men really well, and particularly young men, um, to to um, increase respect for um, the differences between genders, um, but also embrace the, the similarities so that we see each other as what we are, that we see each other as humans, um, and, and that we see um, beauty in differences, almost to, to um, from a selection point of view, uh, to highlight the rainbow nation narrative, that everyone is different, and that we um, embrace and celebrate those differences. And I think that starts with um, having proper role models in your in your um, own life, and and to yeah, and to to embark on on a journey with each other to say how can how can we create those type of values and that type of culture, and I think that's that's what we can still grow in. Um, you know, somebody just asked me, you know, remember that project, take a girl child to work. Mm. Um, started out okay, but a lot of people started saying, but we're leaving the boy child behind. Mm. How, how can we reinvest in that uh, so much to a point where these two people, boys and girls, can see themselves as equal competitors, as it were? Because in the bigger scheme of things, if they see each other as competitors, they can only be one victor. And uh, mm. the, the victor needs to get the respect they deserve regardless who they are. Because then that helps. Speaking for myself, I've reported, I've reported to lady bosses well, quite a few times in my life. And uh, it's been all right. It's been a lot of fun. Got no issue. Um, I think just to, to speak about how we address it in our own um, projects. Is, is, and initially, there was definitely a trend of um, focusing on, on projects that were specifically for women. Um, what we do now is we, we have um, when there are gender-based projects, we focus projects both on women and men. So we now have a young women project uh, related to um, uh, family plans. It's, it's again for, for women between uh, ages of probably 15 and 21, um, uh, where we focus on things like family planning, but also women's health, um, and and also things like what do you ex- what do you expect when when you get to a place of work, or what do you expect what can you expect when you go to a tertiary tertiary institution. And we have an exact same type of project, but then focused on men. And and then to say, okay, what um, again, um, focusing on things like family planning, but also if you are a teenage dad, what does that do with you? What 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 are your responsibilities? And how how can you fulfill those responsibilities within the context of of, of your own situation, of your community, and of your family? Um, how do we deal with things like black tax? Um, and how do we um, from a, from a men point of view, um, deal with with some of the pressures that 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 are put um, by family, by society on on on, on men, um, and how do we um, um, ensure that um, that is channeled properly so that it it generates positive um, motivation in a in a young man, um, rather than feeling um, down or defeated or feeling like a failure. And I think those those are the narratives that we're having more and more in our projects to kind of get that sense of equal footing. And that's exactly like what you're saying, is that then when they go out there and, um, and go to church institutions, start their own businesses, that it really is, um, okay, cool, we, we are competitors, but with mutual respect to each other. And then whoever gets either a job or gets, or, or um, I don't want to use the word tender, but gets work um, from, a, from an entrepreneurial point of view, 
um, um, has rightly deserved it. And I think that's that's where we want to be. Wow. How can we get in touch with uh, your organization, Africa Tikkun, obviously to uh, look at the projects where we can get involved? 100%. Um, it's, it's quite easy. We have a website called africatikkun.org. Um, same with Facebook, Insta, uh, LinkedIn, all the platforms we are on, um, Twitter as well. Um, and um, when you Google Africa Tikkun, we... Um, we're, yeah, we're quite present um, on both social and on, on, on a, from a web point of view. Um, so africatukun.org is probably the easiest way um, to get access, to get a hold of us. I love power to your hands. Uh, really and truly, your daughter is in a safe place and uh, obviously a lot of young girls as well. And also the idea that uh, it is, you know, the kind of approach that you at Africa Tukun uh, are taking. Uh, it's going to take us very, very far. We hope there will be more part your hands and uh, a lot more people receptive to building a, a homely environment, for lack of a better word, so that uh, we can prosper uh, on many levels. Thank you, Mantla, and I really want to thank you for this industry, and I do appreciate it. Always well, a pleasure to have you, sir, and uh, keep writing, because uh, we're looking forward to the next opinion piece. Wonderful. Thank you, Mantla. Lovely, thank you. Aleph uh, Millenberg, the CEO of Africa Tikkun, talking to us about that article he wrote uh, in uh, the newspapers over the weekend. Check it out and, uh, you know, engage with it and see if you agree with him and also get in touch with him.